You're listening to the Film Insight Podcast. Quick note, this interview had to be re-recorded due to some technical difficulties with the first recording. Alex Ferrari was nice enough to be interviewed a second time by us. The content of the interview is largely the same as it would have been the first time around, but you may hear Ben and Evan say a few things that only make sense in the context that I just gave you. So without further ado, here we go. Hello and welcome to Film Insight and part one of our interview with Alex Ferrari. I'm Evan Pleger. And I'm Ben Yenny. And Alex Ferrari is the creator of the number one filmmaking podcast on iTunes, Indie Film Hustle, of which I was a guest on in the early days. I think I appeared when he'd only released one episode. And so in this episode, we talked to him about building your brand and developing a podcast and how you can use that to support your indie filmmaking career. So we're a film podcast making an episode about film podcasting. So meta. Podception. And with that, we'll move straight into the episode uh, where I believe Alex is waiting to introduce himself. Uh, On the line with us for the second time is Alex Ferrari of Indie Film Hustle. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be back on the show. So (laughs) soon. Thanks for doing this re-recording with us. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what Indie Film Hustle is? Well, uh, my name is Alex Ferrari and I run IndieFilmHustle.com, which is a filmmaking blog that is built to help uh, filmmakers survive and thrive in the film business, as I say. Uh, and I, it was kind of done out of a frustration of being in the business for over 20 years and seeing so many filmmakers come through my post-production company I've done probably delivered over 70 features in my career and lots of other projects, commercials, videos, and shorts and stuff. And I just constantly kept seeing these projects get just demolished by the film business, by distributors or by the process or like, oh, you don't have the right star or this or that. And and they had no backup plan. They had no plan at all of how to actually make uh, either a high quality movie, something that would sell or actually make a living at it. And I decided to throw my hat in the ring and say, hey, well, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of experience under my belt and I've been directing for 15 years doing commercials, shorts and things like that. So I was like, well, why don't I kind of throw my hat in the ring and see what happens? And within a very quick amount of time, it became very popular because I kind of give my advice kind of straight. I don't BS uh, at all. And I tell you how it is. And from my experience... Apparently what I've been told is a breath of fresh air because there's not a lot of people who don't tell the truth or or don't want to talk about the realities of things. And I kind of just tell you this is the way it is. And I have 20 years of experience to back it up. Um, And again, it's just my perspective. But after I launched the film Hustle, which is it's it's coming on my year anniversary. I've only been around for a year. I launched at the end of July of last year is when I launched. So uh, my one year anniversary is coming up. And within... A few months, it became extremely popular, and then my podcast, which is uh, by the same name, Indie Film Hustle Podcast, became the number one filmmaking podcast and indie film podcast, I found out, 
on iTunes within three months of launching. And I've uh, maintained my number ever since. And it's become very, very popular. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, and I try to help people, filmmakers specifically, as much as I can, inspire them and try to guide them in the best of my abilities, talking about real things that we all face as filmmakers, because I'm I'm in the same boat as everybody else that listens to me. So I'm going through it all myself. And as I learn new things, I talk about it all the time. So that is a little bit of where I come from. Yeah, we're totally with you. And we really appreciate that kind of candor and collaboration within the indie film community. It's an important part of the Producers Foundry's mission to be transparent about what it takes to be a producer of media. Indeed. A blurb on the title of uh, my first book was The Practical No-Nonsense Guide to the American Film Market. So I think we're all on the same page. So if you could give one piece of advice to filmmakers on establishing their social media presence, what would it be? Um, consistency. Constantly show up. Like Woody Allen says, 90% of success is just showing up. And it's true. It's extremely true. Uh, you just have to keep showing up and adding content and content and content and, and popping them out. And the that's the overall kind of advice. But the, the, the nuts and bolts of it is that you've got to create value for the people listening to you, people who are following you. You have to create some sort of value for them, whether that be value in humor, like posting up funny pictures or funny videos or inspirational things or knowledge of some sort or something in regards to your field. So if you're a chef, you know, it would be recipes or funny, you know, foodie stuff. As far as filmmakers are concerned, you know, it's either going to be tutorials or it's going to be commentary or something like that, which has to form some sort of value. And that's the basis of a lot of these YouTube stars out there is they're able to create value, whether again, it's like just them talking about something might provide value to somebody, uh, even if it's their opinion, even if they're just tuning in to be entertained by your personality, whatever it might be. That's the biggest pieces of advice I can give you about uh, social media is that you have to show up every day. Uh, you've got to feed that beast every day. You can't let it sit. Uh, the beast has to be fed. And then each beast, meaning Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, whatever the for, whatever platform you're using, each of them are very unique in their own ways of how you feed that beast. So something that works on Facebook might not work on Twitter and Pinterest, but something that works on Pinterest will probably not work on, on Facebook in the same manner. So you have to kind of focus on what works for you. I would pick three, maybe four at tops of platforms that you really want to focus your energies on and that actually returns some sort of dividends in regards to either followers, sales, or whatever your end goal is for your social media plan. Absolutely. Just coming back from VidCon, that was a similar message that everyone was giving at panels and workshops was consistency, especially from the YouTuber angle, showing your audience that you're putting out regular content is going to keep them coming back and support your ability to make stuff in the future. And by iterating further along, your videos and content get better. You do a podcast, you have a blog, you have a website, you have a lot of different forms of media that, are, that you're using to support your, your indie film stuff. Can you tell me more about why, why you have so many different channels? Why are you producing so much content and how is that supporting your indie film goal? Well, I think that I, I studied the whole internet marketing game before I ever launched Indie Film Hustle. I, I probably studied it for about a year prior to launching Indie Film Hustle. And Indie Film Hustle was kind of an idea floating around in my head. 
But after I understood the business plan and how to actually build up an online business, because that's what this is, I help as many people as I can. But at the end of the day, I have to support myself and I have to build a business that can allow me to support myself in one way while still giving away a tremendous amount of free content. So understanding that, I discovered the different platforms. And there's many more platforms, believe it or not, that I wish I could go on and do. But I'm only one human being and I do, I think, a lot for what I do. But the podcasting world is a world that was not very dense in the indie film world. Obviously, because I was able to jump in and three months later, I was the number one guy. So there wasn't a lot of depth in that world. So I was like, well, that's an area where I think I can go and make a dent. You know, the YouTube world is a lot different. You know, YouTube, there's a thousand different channels on indie filmmaking and tutorials and things like that. So I just threw it up there and kind of did me. And it's grown. It's not grown as bad. I mean, I think I have almost 2,000 followers on, on YouTube, which is nice and it's great, but it's nothing compared to, you know, these 20, 30, 50, 100,000. Yeah, at VidCon, you know, brands won't even talk to you saying if you're not in the tens of thousands. Absolutely. Like, they, they won't even look at you. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a small player in the YouTube world, but in the podcast world, I'm a big player in my niche. And then the blog, which is another big place. I actually, that's the hub. That's where everything goes. All my other platforms that I go all lead back to the blog. So while creating this business and also being able to help my fellow filmmaker out doing my business, I don't make a living on Indie Film Hustle. I make a living doing post-production and directing. But Indie Film Hustle has become a big passion of mine. And I'm slowly, hopefully, turning it into a business where I can focus 100% of my energy on it. And hopefully my tribe members, as I call them, will help me make my projects. And that's exactly what's happening now with my movie, This Is Meg, where I've, I've reached out to my audience and my audience is supporting me. And because I'm helping them see the process of how I'm making this movie. But we can get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, that's as good a jumping off point as any. Congrats on hitting 80%. I think that might have been this morning. Yeah, um, I think it was this morning or yesterday. Yeah, so congratulations on that. Well, Alex isn't the only one who has to hustle. We've got to pay those bills, too. Join our email newsletter for monthly updates on everything Producer Foundry has going on blog articles, upcoming events, and of course, this very podcast. As a gift for your subscription, we will provide you a copy of our new ebook, The Entrepreneurial Producer. Whether you're a recent film school grad or a veteran indie filmmaker, The Entrepreneurial Producer provides wisdom in a set of anecdotes and best practices on important money-making aspects of film, financing, marketing, and distribution. Join now by clicking the link below to receive our monthly newsletter and get a free copy of this new ebook. Thanks. Did you know that Producer Foundry does more than just this podcast? We also offer workshops both online and in person that are designed to help you develop your production company. Hone your budgeting skills with San Francisco's top UPM, who has worked with Tim Burton, Gus Van Sant, and many others. Learn how to pitch from a man who has been responsible for allocating over $3 billion in funding to mid-stage startups, or explore the world of marketing with a leading transmedia expert. Videos of these in-depth workshops are available at producerfoundry.com workshops. Links in the description. Every day I'm hustling. And now back to the Film Insight Podcast with Alex Ferrari. And next time we'll be talking to a fair use attorney. <laughs> is that how you want to do it and you still have by the time this airs a bit over a week to go 
Um, is this the first time you've done a crowdfunding campaign? Yes, a real one. I've did one before, and this is my experience of crowdfunding five years ago. I had a short film I needed to finish. It was an animated short film that I was repurposing and redoing video uh, audio for. So I was like, I need to hire some cast. I want to do some nice cast, and I need a new mix, but I'm not paying for it. So I don't want to pay for it. I just, I just couldn't. I, I was like, I can't afford it. I can't do it. So I'll put up a crowdfunding campaign. I asked for $2,500. I put it up on Indiegogo. The next day, I got an email from a, an acquaintance that I knew and said, can I send you a check for $2,500 to finish the movie? And I'm like, yes. And that, <laughs> yeah. That was my experience with crowdfunding. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this, is this the way it always works? You just put Not up a my- number and someone sends you a check? <laughs> Well, uh, we all wish it was. <laughs> yeah, not so much. So I, this is my first time I actually went down the whole process. And also five years ago is a lot different than now. There's a lot more competition in regards to crowdfunding for a film. So I had to do a lot more work. And it's been, a, honestly, it's been brutal. It's been emotionally drained. It's a whole nother full-time job. Pretty much. I mean, it's in addition to all the other stuff that I do with Indie Film Hustle, since I'm I'm known for my marketing abilities, uh, I've been started, I, and I'm sure you've seen it. Unfortunately, sorry, Ben. Uh, all all of the marketing for this is Meg. And obviously, it's working because you knew I hit eighty percent. So, well, I did a little diligence before the call. <laughs> I think I think your approach to your campaign is fascinating. I'd like you to talk about how are you using the content and your brand of indie film hustle to help sell your crowdfunding campaign. Well, because I know my audience. So that's one thing as a filmmaker crowdfunding, you have to understand who your audience is. So if your audience is, for in my case, is filmmakers, our indie filmmakers, those are the people that I, I have access to who know who I am, and this is the audience I've built. So I have to create incentives that are around filmmakers. Uh, I actually created an entire membership site called Indie Film Syndicate, which we could talk about later, that shows the process of me making the movie, which they get access to through helping us crowdfund or or contributing to our campaign. You know, we just give value, a tremendous amount of value, but all aimed at filmmakers. And then my stars are are all comedians. So we threw a little bit of the comedian stuff in there, like, you know, a, a lunch with one of our stars or, you know, autograph CDs and posters and T-shirts and stuff like that. They're all in the comedy world. So, I, you know, that's their, their crowdfunding in their audiences. I'm crowdfunding in my audience. And since I'm pretty much the lead of the crowdfunding, meaning I do the majority of the marketing, creating of the content and things like that, this is my audience and this is who I know. And uh, and that's how my first movie that I, I made 11, 12 years ago called Broken, that DVD... I sold almost $90,000 worth of DVDs off of a short film because I went after the market that I knew I could go after, which was indie filmmakers showing them how I did it. And in 2004, believe it or not, there was nothing anywhere online about how to make an indie film. It was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. There was a lot of behind the scenes of big budget movies, but no one was talking about shooting with a DVX 100A, <laughs> you know, shooting on mini DV and editing on a final cut and creating a, a high quality product. So, but I knew my audience and I marketed to that audience. So I'm doing the same thing with my crowdfunding campaign and using and leveraging indie film hustle to hopefully help me generate the, the budget I need to make my current feature film. But that's strategic. Don't think I didn't start indie film hustle a year ago knowing that this was going to happen 
in the future. It was something I thought about ahead of time. So everything I did was building up to this. And I have four other features lined up in this kind of budget range that I'm going to hopefully be doing back to back to back and and seeing how it works. You know, they always say the second movie is a lot harder to make than the first or get financed. Uh, so we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I got to say, I think it's really impressive that you targeted an audience that is notorious for just having no cash. And you have actually been able to be quite successful at a crowdfunding campaign where you're asking other filmmakers for money when almost all of their expendable income tends to go for their own projects. The thing is this, and, and this is the key, um, I wholeheartedly give away an immense amount of content and free information. And that podcast, which is kind of the leading force behind that, it, podcasting, as you guys know, is a very personal thing. They're in your ear. I've talked to people who have listen to me for months at a time. And when they talk to me, they're like, oh my God, it's so weird that I'm talking to you. I was just listening to you. I've become part of their morning routine or any kind of routine or any, you know, that you become part of them because it, you, you're you in their ear. It's a very powerful thing because when I've talked to guys that I listen to, it freaks me out. Like, you know, Pat Flynn, I met Pat Flynn. I'm like, oh my God, it's like I geeked out when I met Pat Flynn. I don't know if you know who Pat Flynn is or not, but he's a big internet marketing guy. I listen to all the time. Uh, or Tim Ferriss or John Lee Dumas or any of these guys. Mm -hmm. And when I've talked to any of these guys, I feel the same way as people when they talk to me. So podcasting is very powerful in that way of building a connection with your audience. So if you notice, I'm getting a lot of little, I've got a handful of big ones, big donations, but a lot of them are the $25, the $10, the $55. Um, the, I had one for seven bucks today. That, was, that meant so much to me that someone decided, I have seven bucks I could give you. Like that means so much. It's so humbling that my audience feels this way. And then when I contact them and thank them for it and continuously get back the same comment, you've given me so much, this is the least I can do. I, that's some, I took that straight out of the Pat Flynn, Tim Ferriss, John Lee Dumas playbook. You know, that's what they do in a different niche. So I was like, well, I can apply that niche here. And that's why I put out so much content. I, I, I put out more content than I think almost anybody else other than no film school. And they have a team of people that do that. You know, I do this all myself still. I still don't have a team. I wish if I had two or three people working with me. Oh, my God. Well, that was a fascinating podcast. I, I mean, there was one part of it uh, where uh, he was talking about how podcasts can really open doors and it's an unconventional tactic, but it really works. It's worked for me. Less on the podcasting, but more on the events and sorts of things I've done. As he said, at least it builds up your search engine optimization. If people type in your name, they're more likely to find you if you put more content out there. That's very true. So join us again next time for part two of the interview. As always, I'm Ben Yen. And I'm Evan Play. If you want to see more about what the Producer Foundry is doing, you can visit our website at producerfoundry.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Producer Foundry, or you can join our Facebook group. Or like our Facebook page. And you can find me on Twitter at The Gorilla Rep, on Facebook at Gorilla Rep Media, or at my website, thegorillarep.com. You can see my stuff on evanplager.com or follow me on Twitter at IndieEvan. And we'll see you next time for part two of our interview with Alex Ferrari. Thanks for listening to the Film Inside Podcast.